Here we are on week number two of our Gateway Outdoors series. And last week, we looked at Psalm 1, where the, the Bible likens us as individuals to trees. Now, we can be good trees or we can be bad trees. We can be strong trees or weak trees. We can be trees that bear fruit and therefore provide blessings to others, or we can be trees that do absolutely nothing. We are dry, we've got no fruit, we've got no leaves. We're not doing anything to help ourselves, to help others, or to make the world a better place. And these are the two trees that the Bible likens us to in Psalm chapter one. Today, I want to pick up for, on the same topic, the topic of fruit bearing trees, and I want to look a little bit deeper into this subject today. Again, like last week, here we are in a farm, standing in a small orchard area of cherry trees. And I want to look at a different illustration. Last week's illustration likened us to trees that produce fruit, but this week's illustration likens Jesus to the tree, or more accurate, accurately, to the vine. So this is not a tree bearing apples, this is a vine bearing grapes in this illustration. I don't have a vine bearing grapes, so I'm sticking with the cherry tree today, and I'm asking you to use your imagination and make it about a vine bearing grapes. And in this one, we're not the vine, Jesus is the vine but we are the branches connected to him. And you'll find this in John's Gospel, chapter 15. I really encourage you over the course of this week sometime to look up John's Gospel and to read the whole of chapter 15. Maybe spend some time reading it contemplatively, meditating upon it, really getting the imagery of this in your subconscious and seeing the, the truths that Jesus reveals here. In John 15, Jesus says this, I am the vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So if you're not bearing fruit, you get chopped. And if you are bearing fruit, you get chopped, according to this. So that it will be even more fruitful. Sometimes we don't like things coming into our life that chop off dead wood and, and unimportant things, unnecessary, time-wasting, time-consuming, money-consuming, energy-consuming, thought-consuming things that don't produce any fruit in our life, but yet we want to ha hang on to them. We don't want to give them up. But if God wants to remove anything from our life, it's not because he wants us to be less happy. It's not because he wants us to be less successful or less blessed. He will prune us so that we can bear even more fruit than we're currently bearing. Then he says this, you are already clean. You need to understand that the same word for prune and clean is used here. It's, it, it, the word can have multiple meanings. It can mean to clean something. It can mean to prune something. So Jesus is saying the Father will prune us 
And then he says, that will make us clean, cleansed from all our sins. What is it that cleanses us? What is it that washes away our sins? What is it that cuts the dead wood off from us? Sometimes people think that God uses harsh discipline against people. He might smite you with a sickness or a disease or kill your loved one or something like that in order to... That's not what Jesus says. He says, you are already clean because of the words that I have spoken to you. You know, the Bible likens God's word to being like a sharp, double-edged sword. It's sharp. It's an instrument. It's a tool. And Jesus said, when we are listening to God's word, it doesn't harm us. It cuts away from us the things that shouldn't be there. You're already clean because of the words that I have spoken to you. Remain in me, abide in me, stay connected to me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm going to take a, a wander across to this cherry tree again. And let's just change the illustration slightly from last week's. Last week I was saying that we are like the tree planted and our roots go down deep. But in this week's illustration, Jesus is like the tree and we are like the branches on the tree. And look what Jesus says. He says, any branch that is not bearing fruit gets removed. And he also says, it is the Father, it is God the Father who is the gardener. He, God the Father is looking and tending and he's seeing that some, look at this dry leaf here. And this, this branch is dry, it's dead, it's fruitless. I can see the branches below it are covered in tiny little buds. I know these branches are alive, but this branch has no buds. It's dead. It can get snapped right off. And in fact, I then discover the reason it's dead is it's not even connected to the branch. So Jesus says if a branch is not bearing fruit, it is snapped off. And the reason it's snapped off is so that the sun and the light can come and strike the good branches more. So the bad branches are removed. And then he says, even the good branches, the good branches have some parts in them that are not bearing fruit. Here's one here. Every little, every little stem on this branch has tiny buds on it, except this one here. So I'm just going to snap that one off. I'm going to prune it because it's not bearing fruit. So some branches are completely dead and they get snapped off of the tree. Other branches, they're not completely dead, but they're, they need to be pruned to be cut down so that they will bear more fruit. And there are some branches that are not even connected to the vine at all. And there is no way that this branch will ever bear fruit because the sap that is in the vine flows up the vine and the sap flows into each branch and then the, 
it eventually manifests, materializes as blossoms and as cherries, in this case, as fruit, or in the vine as leaves and as bunches of grapes. You know, Jesus is the vine. He is the main body. And we are the branches that are connected to him. And the sap is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God that flows through Christ and then flows into us. And if we will not be like this, there's no point in being separate. Sometimes we separate ourselves from God. We want to do things our way. We want not thy will, but my will be done. And when we do that, we cut ourselves off from God. And we try to go out and accomplish things on our own. But this branch will never accomplish anything on its own. There's no life in it. There is no sap flowing through this branch because it has disconnected itself from its source. Very often we disconnect ourselves from our, so our source, who is God. We have our own ideas, our own plans. We want to put God's plans on the shelf and do something else as if it was possible for us to come up with a better idea for our lives than our creator could come up with. And his plans for us, he promises us, are good plans. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us a hope and a future. But when we disconnect ourselves from God, from his plans, from Christ, from the spirit of God who is the living sap that will bear fruit in us, we then have to try and bear our own fruit. We have to achieve our own success. We have to try and create things that we are not gifted to do. But if we will let the sap run through the branches, if we will stay connected in close and strong relationship with God, then it's not even us that do anything. God works in us and through us. He has given us gifts and those gifts will manifest easily and effortlessly and naturally and they will produce the results that they are supposed to. Now, maybe you're one of these people that instantly sees things in a pessimistic way. Maybe you're saying, Maybe I've committed the unpardonable sin. Maybe I've disconnected myself from God. Maybe there's nothing good going to happen to me except to be thrown into a fire. But you know, this same illustration of vines and branches, of being connected, the Apostle Paul uses that as well. And he says that when God called the nation of Israel to be his people, they were like a, 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 an olive tree. And then he says, but some of the branches, some of the people of Israel rejected the Messiah when he came. And they were like branches that were broken off. And then there were other people, Gentiles, people of every nation under heaven, who were like dead branches. But God then took us the dead branches, and grafted us back in to the olive tree again so that we can begin to bear fruit. I once watched a documentary about grafting fruit branch tree, fruit tree branches into another tree. 
And this man had a tree. It was a very strong tree. I think it was an apple tree. But he then got branches from multiple other fruit trees and very carefully cut the tree. The tree began to bleed or, or sap began to be released. And then he very carefully connected these other branches to it. And eventually the branches fused. And this one fruit tree, it, it produced apples on one branch, pears on another branch, plums on another branch. Every branch was unique, but every branch was being fed by the same sap. You are a unique individual. Every human being is unique and you will produce fruit in your life that is different from other people. But do you know that God, the great gardener, has taken you and has grafted you into the vine of his people Israel and of his son, Jesus Christ, who is the vine and we are the branches. And you will bear your own unique fruit when you stay connected to God. Let me read on. Here's what else it says here. It says, um, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. For without me, apart from me, separated from me, you can do nothing. This branch can do nothing if it's separated from the source. You know, very often we think that um, we can accomplish things on our own, separate from God. And very often uh, people think, well, I, I could accomplish this or that or the next thing. You, what does this mean? Without Jesus, I can do nothing. Do you know that every person on this planet, every living being, gets its very next breath from the presence of God, the life-giving source of all? Do you know that an atheist who is cursing God, the irony is that the only reason that atheist can curse God is because God is the very life force animating the atheist's body and giving him breath to curse God. Apart from God, we can do nothing. A branch separated from the tree dies. Anything separated from God withers and dies. And then Jesus says this. He says, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear fruit. Do you know that one of, the, one of the fruits that you will bear is the fruit of answered prayer? Jesus said, if you stay connected to me like branches stay connected to the tree, my power will flow through you and anything you ask will be given. Your prayers will be heard in heaven and will be answered on the earth. You will manifest things. You will create things. You will produce things in your life. That's one kind of fruit is answered prayer. And another kind of fruit, as we saw last week, of course, is the fruit of the Spirit, which starts with love. And then Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, 
so I have loved you. Now remain in my love, abide in my love, stay vitally connected to my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. And I have told you all of this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. You know, very often people start off with a, a wrong image, mental image in their mind of what God is like. Some people see God as like a police officer going about trying to catch people doing things wrong. Some people see God as like a judge sentencing people for doing things wrong. Some people see God like a schoolmaster that won't allow any fun or happiness or, 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 or um, a child, childishness in the classroom. Must stamp down on everything. But God is revealed by Jesus as a father, as a shepherd, and here as a gardener. A father looks after his family. A shepherd looks after his flock. A gardener looks after his plants and trees. God is in the business of looking after you, of tending to your life, of taking care of you. And if, there, if God is highlighting that there's anything in your life that needs to be cut away, it's not because he's against you, it's because he's for you. It's because he says that that should not be a priority. It will produce no fruit in your life. I've got something else that will make your life filled with love and with joy. Your joy will be full, full he says, and complete. Your prayers will be answered and your life will begin to manifest and materialize the blessings of God the way in a few weeks' time that cherry tree is going to begin to materialize and manifest beautiful pink blossoms and an abundance of cherries as the fruit of the tree. Let's pray together and ask God to take away all, all the junk from our life and to nurture and nourish us with his presence. Let's reach out our hands to, to the Lord, church. Father, we pray today that you would open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds and reveal to us all of the dead wood in our lives, all of the junk that's in our life, all of the ungodly, unhelpful and unhealthy relationships and habits and activities, things that are drawing the energy out of us and not giving it to us. And help us, Father, to find ways to, on a moment-by-moment -moment basis, be aware of your presence, stay connected to you, draw upon your life-giving sap and manifest and materialize a truly abundant life in every way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, church.